Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, many years ago, I had the opportunity to play a season of high school football. And to this day, I, I really can't remember why I actually tried out. Maybe it was just to get in shape, but I actually did make the team. And I think a lot of my friends from high school were shocked to see me playing on the football team because that really wasn't my thing. I was about the least athletic person I knew. I attended all the practices and got familiar with the game uh, because until then, I really knew nothing about football at all. You know, when I played football, there was a very simple function that was given to me by the coach. I learned that when the ball was hiked to the quarterback, I was to rise up and prevent the defense from coming across the line. My counterpart, who stood on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, was to be completely resisted. I was supposed to oppose him with full force, firmly withstanding his access across the line. And this reminds me of the Christian life. When I think about completely resisting the defenseman at the line of scrimmage, I think about how God is actively opposing those who are filled up with the sin of pride. James chapter 4 at verse 6 says, Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Resist means to exert force in opposition. And this is what God does towards those who are proud. Pride is a high or inordinate opinion of one's importance or superiority. The scriptures clearly teach us that we are sinners in the sight of God, each one of us. And there is none righteous, no, not one. In order to receive grace from God, we have to first come humbly unto him. A proud person doesn't want to do this. They refuse to apologize to God or to others that they have wronged. And somebody who is proud is very arrogant. Arrogance is having an attitude of superiority that's manifested in an overbearing manner. And God absolutely hates that sin. Look at Proverbs 8 verse 13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil and pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. In the following passage, the Lord Jesus taught a parable concerning pride and humility. Luke 18, beginning at verse 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves, that they were righteous, and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners and unjust, adulterers, or even as is publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Take note that in this passage both men prayed to God. The Pharisee exalts himself in the eyes of God, declaring himself to be righteous. He really felt that he was better than others. Well, the truth is, we're all the same. We are all sinners who need to come to Christ Jesus for forgiveness so we can become new creatures. How can somebody possibly admit fault in their life when they have the kind of mindset that the Pharisee was dealing with? How can they admit fault to others whom they have wronged? How can they get forgiven with God when they don't accept the fact that they too are sinners? The Pharisee 
was dealing with self-righteousness rather than the righteousness that comes from God through faith in Jesus Christ. In his religious pride, he lifted himself up in the eyes of God and looked down upon his neighbor. Look at six, uh, Luke 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. On the other hand, the publican was filled with humility in the presence of God. Humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. It's a quality or state of not thinking you are better than other people. Somebody who is humble is meek and submissive. And the publican was very sorry for his faults and cried out to God for mercy. Because of this, he was justified. Justification is the act by which God moves a humble, willing person from the state of sin to the state of grace. It's about getting forgiven with God. Jesus hears the cries of the humble and lifts them up. In Luke chapter 18, beginning at verse 35, it says, And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before uh, rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried out so much more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. So you see, Jesus lifts up the humble, but he resists and casts down the proud. For example, the scriptures teach us that God will punish those women who are filled with the pride of Jezebel. Revelations 2, verse 20 through 22, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her in a great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So you see, God does not grant forgiveness to the proud in heart. He punishes them. I mean, look what he did to the Pharaoh, who kept resisting the will of God. His country was punished, his family was punished, and his army was punished. God does not reward pride, but on the contrary, he will fight against it and bring great retribution and suffering. Consider Proverbs 16.5. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord, though a hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Proverbs 11 verse 2. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. If we decide to become a Christian, we must first humble ourselves before God. Somebody who is humble is meek. Meekness is to possess an attitude of the heart where you are willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and the desire of God. Our God is filled with humility and meekness, and pride goes in complete con contravention to what he is. First Peter 5 verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. With humility comes reward.
from the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So it's the great reversal in the eyes of our God. Those who are humble in his sight, he will lift up. But those who are proud in heart, he will cast down into the dirt, like a battle on the scrimmage line. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK, JBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at tlkjbc.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.